0: Well, good morning and welcome to the Church Office podcast. A uh, very special guest today, we've got Anna Wood from uh, Liverpool on with us. Nice to have you with us.
1: Thank you very much for having me, lovely to be here.
0: It's great and you're involved in a number of uh, churches and uh, an organisation called Cornerstone Liverpool, is that right? Or Cornerstone Collective, isn't it?
1: Yes, so the the, the overall organisation is Cornerstone Collective of Churches, um, I'm based in Liverpool. Um, which is where the the first church that started the formation of the Cornerstone Collective of Churches is is located. Um, And, yeah, essentially the collective idea is that we are um, running a group of churches across Merseyside with a vision Mm -hmm. of trying to um, have more churches planted and set up and running across the region um, to spread the gospel across Merseyside, really.
0: I love it. It's 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 a really interesting model. And I think that's why we wanted to to put on the podcast is that, you know, you're not just doing a campus model, but actually you're, you're church planting locally. Um, and you've got four churches uh, that are currently in, maybe a fifth on the go. Um, lockdown has interrupted lots of different things and plans, I'm sure. Um, and you're the operations director of this kind of helping to coordinate everything in the background, really. Um,
1: yeah. Enjoy essentially- it. Yes, definitely. Um, definitely. It's been a very big learning curve for me. I only came into the role in September, 2020. So COVID wasn't a big enough challenge. I thought I'd take on a new job at the same time. (laughs) Um, so I, I'd been a teacher for 17 years before that, um, various roles within education, um, and had been a trustee of the Cornerstone Collective, um, charity, um, for four or five years before last year and yeah. essentially they identified that they needed someone to fulfill sort of an operational role to actually yeah. have somebody running all the things in the background that the pastors were capable of doing but it was taking them away from what really should be their focus of actually yeah. Yeah. spreading spreading the gospel in you know, yeah past, pastoring their churches um, and so yeah i took that on and i'm i am really enjoying it but it's definitely been an interesting time trying to sort of learn on the job in covid yeah. and all of those other challenges that have presented but yeah so yeah. far uh, so good <laughs>
0: So give our listeners just a a bit of kind of history and and sort of how these churches are there. You know, we were talking before about them being autonomous churches. And tell us a little bit about your model, because not everyone is doing it the way you guys are doing it. Back in
1: 2009, um, about 13 of us started a replant of a church in South Liverpool. Um, The the eldership at that church had approached a friend of mine, Steve Robbo, um, over Whether he would consider becoming a pastor of that church, Um, they recognized that they were dwindling in numbers and struggling to um, keep things, you know, functioning as a church. Mm -hmm. Um, So a group of us went at that point, and by God's blessing and amazing abundance, we have seen significant growth since 2009 in that congregation. So much so that by September 2013, we were in a position where we um, planted a church across the other side of the River Mersey on the Wirral, um, in a place called Bebbington. Okay. And that church, again, has been really blessed with growth and, uh, you know, development over time. They're now, um, numbering around 150-ish people regularly. Liverpool, um, is around 250, although, obviously, COVID is hard to tell exactly where we're at it, is, yeah, it is, yeah, it
0: is, yeah, yeah.
1: But, essentially, from there, um... We've then intentionally looked to try and work out how we can reach more people in Merseyside by planting or revitalising churches. So we've planted two further camps, um, two two further churches in, um, to th- th- just over three years ago in about three miles from where we are mm-hmm. in South Liverpool, further south. And then we launched publicly in April this year um, a fourth church in a place called kensington in liverpool which is about three three miles further north from where we are located yeah. um so they're they're relatively close to each other um and centrally under the umbrella of cornerstone collective of churches charity which means they're under the umbrella of kind of my role as an operations person and um, so anything um that needs to be done in terms of safeguarding in terms of um, finances um yeah HMRC, Charity Commission, Company Science, etc., yeah. etc. Et All of those sorts of things are centrally done by me and a team of various different volunteers um, yeah. and trustees. But they then operate themselves as autonomous churches. So each church has a, a lead pastor. Yeah. Um, and as they grow and become more established, they then establish their own eldership boards as well. Yeah. Um, but they retain um, links with the collective elders as well. So, mm-hmm. for example, the church which launched in April at the time, at the, at the moment, it's just the one path of the one elder yeah. who, who therefore is still linked in with the Cornerstone Liverpool eldership. Um, okay. But again, over time, as that evolves and becomes more established, um, that church will seek to appoint further elders to create a plurality of eldership. Yeah. Um, but still to retain links with the collective. So yeah. there's a real relational aspect to it. Yeah, um, I love that. Of how the, the model works. So it's autonomous churches, but taking away that burden of all the things which, you know, a lot of pastors would say, I don't want to know all the detail. I don't want to know who's giving what money or how much um, that's going to cost me to get my CCLL license um, yeah. this, this, this year. I just want to make sure we've got enough coming in and, and we're going to be able to meet our, <laughs> our you know, All operations. Bills. Exactly. And so, um, you know, on, on lots of different levels of the operational aspects, I just see my role as being something which enables them to do that yeah. and yeah. frees them up to really focus on what they are skilled in and what they should be focused on. Yeah.
0: And enabling that's such a great word, isn't it? And then that is what we, you know, you know, I, I'd have that over my door in my office. You know, it's like a, yeah. we enable <laughs> others to do ministry, we make it easy for them, we we try and support that's them in,
1: in
0: in things that yeah, so they're not the not necessarily things. naturally gifted to do and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: One of the first things that I went to um before we started to lock down again in the autumn, so I think it was early October, there mm. was one face-to-face meeting of um local churches within Merseyside not just ourselves you know across different um, denominations and it was mostly um, church leaders pastors there um, but my um, colleague had said "Oh, you know come along because it'd be good for you to meet people and just to have an idea of what's going on in the city which was great but then it came to the introductions and I'm sat there in a room full <laughs> of other people who are all Proper pastors, you know, properly in ministry, and I'm racking my brain thinking, what am I going to say about so enable? Was literally the word that came to mind. That yeah. I, that's what that's what it is. That's the crux of what I'm trying to do. Is that I'm not, yeah. I'm not on the, the the cold face of the gospel spreading necessarily, but hopefully, what I'm doing enables that to happen, yeah. and that's really what I keep reminding myself of. um In you know, the, the daily yeah. tasks which seem a little. Unexciting, but they're really important.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's great, isn't it? I, I love those things that we can. Yeah, those jobs that we can take off a pastor, and you can see the kind of release and the joy that comes of. Well, I don't have to do this. You're going to do this for me, and I can go and read my book, or go and study the scripture, yeah. or get ready for Sunday, or think about how we could reach out in the city. And yeah, we we've kind of enabled that to happen, and and it and I love it. It's, it's exciting to kind of take these practical jobs on and and do it. So that connection between the practical and the gospel and and, and you are doing ministry work because you are enabling it, uh, these yeah. church leaders to, to serve. And I mean, it's hard enough just running one church in the background. Um, <laughs> but here you are running multiple churches uh, with multiple leaders and obviously going to have a real mix of gifting and each church is going to take on their own sort of style and flavor depending on that leader. How are you able to coordinate all of this? What does your week look like? to do this?
1: Um, so it's it's still very much evolving. I'm not going yeah. to say it's all in place le- yet. Um, but my my week at the moment is relatively Liverpool-focused because that's where okay. I'm located. Um, and I work very closely with Steve Robber, I mentioned before, who is the director of the collective, but he's also the yeah. senior pastor at Cornerstone Liverpool. Yeah. Um, so we will meet together regularly during the week and just plan... For things that we want to do on a collective level, so for example, we're looking to um, start the next um, church plant residency with um, pe- people coming on to be trained to be pastors. It's okay. something that we've we've sort of trialed um, the last couple of years, but again, we've just been refining it. We essentially took the, the lockdown period to really try and review exactly how we've been functioning um as churches but also as on a collective level to to yeah. enable the churches to continue to grow and to continue to plant yeah. um so church planter residency is something that we're setting up and trying to um get really flowing now uh with new um pastors coming in to be trained up and yeah. to then yeah. be planting churches or revitalizing yeah. churches in the local area so there'll be aspects of that going on um And then it's a case of trying to kind of touch base with the different church pastors as and when necessary. So not handing them all the time because I don't need to and they want to get on with what they they need to do. But equally, for example, our financial year runs from the 1st of August to the 31st of July. So I'm now at a point where I'm trying to politely push them to, we need to set your budget for next year, Um, let's do it before the summer holidays, please. Um, So that sort of thing, it's quite fluid in the way it's structured. Longer term, what I'm aiming to set up is where each church will have, um, hopefully, some willing volunteers um, who volunteer to step up to do operational aspects. So um, we're, we're essentially trialling it with the, the new church plant that I mentioned before. Somebody yep. in that church plant team who has shown, a, you know, an interest and a willingness to come on board and do some of the admin for that church, mm-hmm. um, and some of the things that you know needs a focus on on a Sunday level as much as anything else. Yep. So that's the kind of hope I'm going to have eventually. Some a, a point person in each church to say right you know your gas and electricity is ridiculously expensive we need to review your review date is this can you have that in your diary please so that yeah at that point you can you know make sure that that is on whatever small or big those sorts of things and hopefully I can coordinate between the different churches more efficiently yeah um yeah. one of the big things that I've been working on is to do with safeguarding processes in terms of ensuring that all the different churches are, you know, at least compliant, if not yeah. um, better with safeguarding measures. And, you know, it's complex because there's so much different, so many different things we do need to consider on that. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But and different equally, venues as well, isn't it? Yeah, and
1: different, yeah, different all those venues, different volunteers that places. are serving. Yeah. Um, but equally, safeguarding but the policy itself is central because the mm-hmm. principles of safeguarding well apply in all the contexts so it's about you know trying to work out how we streamline that process to ensure that we can get projects and um different things in the churches off the ground as quickly as possible so that the yeah. you know, dbs checks aren't a hindrance it suddenly become something which is easy to do and get done because i've put something in place to make that process happen um so yeah it's it's very much a work in progress um but in terms of running the, the multiple sites it has potential to be chaotic but thankfully so far it hasn't been too bad
0: yeah well you must be doing a good job that's the uh that's the point I guess <laughs> yeah you appoint someone that you can trust who can deliver you know what you need isn't it and um that's it's it's, yeah. it's really fascinating your model because you know ours is typically you know we identify a church planter we we trade them in the same way that you probably do we're then looking to build a team to try and create someone you know a team was with, with somebody in there who's operational who's management whether it be voluntary okay. or or in a part-time or even a full-time sometimes we've been able to send two guys out to a location and um, wow. but it's a it's a slow process and it it takes quite a long time so you, you know i think the last church plant we've done was seven or eight years ago, but. But there's this kind of when I talk to you and look at what you guys are doing, you're, you're there's a there's a speed and it's slightly quicker than our model. Um, and, you know, it's you're that also. Momentum. Yeah. Serving yeah. other churches who need that kind of revitalization as well.
1: Yeah. So as well as the ones that we've actually planted, there's been a couple of different churches in the region who have reached out just for advice or support from the leaders um over the years and that's been that's been a real blessing I think to us as well as mm. to those individual churches as well but you know tangibly in a couple of cases we're able to testify to God's grace in those churches and those situations where yeah you know, they were finding something difficult something wasn't quite working um or the you know they were struggling to to have any growth in their the church and actually now they can testify to how God has, has changed that situation. So, it, and we haven't, you know, we're not formally linked to them. They're not part of the collective. Um, but, you know, we see that our mission, our mission is to spread God's word on Merseyside, whether that's through yeah. a church of the collective or whether that's through other churches. Yeah. It doesn't really matter as long as yeah, it's yeah. being done well and being yeah. done truthfully and faithfully to God's word. So if we can help other churches in that, then, you know, we're always keen to, um, you know, we, that's one of the things that we've been working on with our website is to do sort of a whole list of different aspects that um, we're willing to offer sort of training or coaching in, yeah. um to other churches outside of the collective, if it's helpful to them, just to not, not to say that we're experts because in no way, shape or form are we, But equally, it might just be that we have some ideas that haven't been thought of by others, um, or we might be able to use our experience and say, well, actually, we made a mistake there. I wouldn't do that. Perhaps try this instead, you know, so other people can learn from our mistakes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely right. Yeah. And I I think it's worth saying here as well, isn't it, is that um, this this model works brilliantly in Liverpool, don't they? You know, where you've got a, a big... A big area you've got lots of universities you've got a very busy city um you yeah. know this kind of model might not work in a kind of rural wales where we are uh in some ways you know and um yeah that's
1: it's, it it's got to be a, you've got to be sort of look at your context and see what's going to work really do. In the, yeah and liverpool is quite an interesting city in terms of religion because mm-hmm. it's actually very religious but um it's a lot of sort of identity religion necessarily not necessarily faith-based religion yeah but what it what it does mean is that people are often less objectionable to the idea of church Um, they may not necessarily understand exactly what we think church should be and all you know all that comes with that but it does mean that um people are often less objectionable to conversations to do with church and the gospel you know, I yeah. worked in a Catholic school for the last 17 years before this job and um, I had to sign my contract to say I was going to be sympathetic to the Catholic faith. Um, and that was absolutely part of my job. But equally, it didn't mean that I couldn't then um, have conversations with colleagues mm-hmm. or with pupils in an appropriate way to share my personal faith and yeah. my understanding of the Bible. Um, and actually it would often open more doors than perhaps it would have done if it was entirely secular so yeah. Liverpool is is a good location I think for for what we're yeah. trying to do from that point of view too.
0: Oh it's really exciting and I'm I, you know we we've kind of we've kind of had a conversation and we and we're going to get our our senior pastors to have a conversation because yeah I think it's it's just great opportunity to connect and and just learn from each other, isn't it? And the, the different models that happen and and just your experience and our experience, um, you know, church planting and, and yeah, I love what you're doing. And I just love the fact that you're, uh, you know, what flows out from you is just this gospel passion, you know, we're about the gospel. <laughs> um, and that's one of the things that just attracted me to to the church and, and to yourself. I just thought, yeah, I, I want to connect and link with people who just love the gospel and yeah, we want to yeah. do operations well, but there's always that, it always leads to the gospel. We want to tell people about Jesus, yes. and, that's, and um, it. that's the key message, isn't it?
1: In this, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, if if I was doing this just because I liked working with numbers or mm. I liked making sure we were compliant with legislation, I, it just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, that that motivation has to be deeper, um, and that's that's why it's such a privilege, really, to be doing what I'm doing now um many years ago one of my friends reminded me of this when I was debating what to do about you know working in this role or not many years ago I'd said to my friend I would love to work for the church and just to sort them all out to make sure they're all organized <laughs> <laughs> um and now's your chance you know, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah funny that god uh, calls so, yeah, this role. yeah. that's
0: it <laughs> Well, I just love it and it, it's so great to talk to you and, and just hear a little bit more about your your work and, and the church and, and how you guys are reaching out with the gospel um, and, and the crucial role that you play in the background to coordinate these things. I know, I'm sure Steve would be lost without you, um, you know, at his side, his support and, and guiding,
1: wow. uh, guiding he, he, voice. You might have to ask him, but equally, so far, it seems to be okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, brilliant well thank you for taking the time to connect with us on the on the podcast and uh just love what you said and love what you shared and uh we definitely want to get you back and I, I know we're going to talk more about safeguarding and and how we do that in our church as well so uh but thank you for your time today if any listeners have got questions for anna i'm gonna you know and please email them into questions at, at the church office.co.uk we'd love to kind of uh answer any and and get Anna back on and answer some questions for you and so please do send them in we'd love to be able to kind of serve you in this way Uh, please check out their website Uh, Anna tell us the website address that people can go to to find out more about you guys
1: yeah so it's um cornerstone-collective.org um and from there you can find links to all the different churches that we're involved with so yeah we love lovely to hear from anybody that's interested in finding out more yeah. And thank you
0: and for having me. Oh, pleasure. No, it's great to have you. Thank you for your time. Well, goodbye and I'll, I'll see you soon.
1: Yeah, will do. Thank you very much.